in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. We're your hosts, Brother Phil, Sister Crystal. Hey everyone. We got a big topic for you today. Daniel's 70 Weeks. The infamous Latter Day Scripture. We're going over it, see how it fits into our timeline, see how it fits perfectly into Satan's little season and all that we're talking about here. Right. Because, I mean, this is usually the go-to verse that most preachers these days, I'd say pastors and um, Bible teachers, will go to to talk about end times. And so we don't want to neglect this. Matter of fact, it fits perfectly into everything that I'm teaching here. And, and we don't have to make any excuses, anything. It all no. fits perfectly into our timeline. Everything works out just the way it's meant to. Right. And so we're going to go over it today. Here we have Daniel in chapter 9 giving this 70 weeks. Or some translations say 77s. I would say almost all Bible preachers these days, including myself, would uh-huh. say that these 70 weeks... Or 77s are 70 times 7 years. And they've all done this. They've all said, these are talking about years. These days are years. So this is very clear that everyone kind of agrees upon that. The problem always that we run across is in a lot of the the way that they do these 70 times 7, they've stretched it out way longer than the 70 weeks. What I'm suggesting here is the 70 weeks is exactly the 70 weeks or the 790 years. It flows perfectly according to my timeline. And we're going to go into that here in a moment. So let's go ahead and read here Daniel chapter 9, starting with verse 4. And what we'll do is we're going to read a verse and we're going to go over what this is really discussing. So go ahead and read read that verse there. All right. 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. So that's one verse right there. Remember, there's only three verses here, three, four verses. So it's really short, but it does say a lot in these verses. So essentially what he's saying here is he's saying 70 weeks are determined. Some verses say... are, are precise or decreed. concise or decreed. Right. Depends. There's different words they use for that. Right. Saying it's, it's, it's exactly going to be 70 weeks here. What's the 70 weeks going to be for? Well, he explains what, what's going to happen in these 490 year time span. Mm-hmm. And later on, he talks about when that time span starts. And it essentially okay. was in Daniel's lifetime there. Wow. All the way through the intertestamental period 
all the way until the abomination that causes desolation. Okay. Which is around 70 to 73 AD in that in that range. And that's 490 years. But what does he say was going to happen at the end of that 490 years? Well, he says it right there. Right. That it's decreed for your people and holy city. Right. Okay, so that holy city, we know from a verse next, the next verse, he's talking about Jerusalem there. So essentially, the people and the holy city, there's going to be a decree that'll happen in 490 years mm. to finish iniquity. In other words, okay. there, there's three ways he talks about getting an end to sin okay. in that city. So he says, finish iniquity, to make an end to sin, and to make reconciliation for iniquity. In other yeah. words, how many different ways can you say <laughs> right. the same exact thing? There's going to be a sin-free city in 490 years. So that was redundant. Yeah. He's very, very redundant here uh-huh. so that no one can misunderstand. Now, unfortunately, most Bible preachers these days don't go by exactly this 490 years. Mm. Because what they've done is they've added in a whole God of the Christian age in there. Because it doesn't fit their narrative. And this is what we're going to go into when we read a little bit more. But essentially he's saying, in your city, and according to your people, I'm going to put an end All right. to rebellion, sin in this city, which is Jerusalem. According to my timeline, this is precisely when Jesus came back and kicked butt <laughs> on the Armageddon event. Uh-huh. And then, of course, he rescued the city, if you look, if you look at Zechariah chapter 14. Right. And so it all fits perfectly into the timeline, and that's when the Holy Ones, or the first resurrected, are now inhabiting that city. Because that's where he set foot on the Mount of Olives. Remember that? Right. All these scriptures fit in perfectly. Zechariah fits in perfectly, lying on the Mount of Olives, then that's going to be his new capital city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they squashed and destroyed most of it, but you know what? I'm, I'm sure they could rebuild it. They're, right. they're immortal beings. They can, right. they can do all that <laughs> stuff. They rebuilt that city, and what's what's going on now? That's where they're inhabiting right now. So that's why I said, that, that's where the Holy Ones and Christ is reigning from that city right now, and it's now a sin-free city. Because that's just according to my understanding of what's going on, and this fits perfectly into mm-hmm. that. So let's go ahead and read the next verse here. Of course, and then to bring in an everlasting righteousness. Uh-huh. So in other words, do we see that in the current no. Jerusalem today? <laughs> the theme park version of, of Jerusalem right. today. Do we see an everlasting righteousness sitting there with no sin, no iniquity, no transgression? Do we see that there in that city right now? No, we don't. That's how you know it's fake. Because according to my Bible, 490 years from the time of Daniel, all the way to the abomination that causes desolation, that is when there's going to be an everlasting righteousness in, in that city. But you don't see that right now. No. So that's how you know that that's not the real Jerusalem. This is biblical proof. That's not the real Jerusalem. Well, you know, to you know, make an end to finish transgression and reconcile iniquity. I mean, that's sin. And there's no other sort of terminology. To yeah, put it. there's three different words they use there, right? He, he, to describe sin, and they use three different English words too to describe. Okay, this is sin. There's sin, iniquity, transgression. All really means the same thing: going against God, going against His ways. So, is there sin going on right now in Jerusalem? Yeah, yeah, yeah there <laughs> is. And so, it's really simple to see. Okay, that either that's not the real city, which is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I, I've always said this all along: the, the Jerusalem of today that we that they're telling you is the Jerusalem is not the real Jerusalem. It's theme park version of the Jerusalem, but it's not real. There's another city which I always stated all along. 
There's another, the real Jerusalem is where Christ is reigning for, from right now. Exactly. As his home base, that's where his, he has his throne there. Okay, we talked about that in an earlier show, that he has his throne in, in New Jerusalem, or that's Jerusalem right here, right. and it'll be there everlasting. So let's go ahead and move, read the next verse there. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the prince there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublesome times okay there's going to be a command that going out this is when the start of that 490 years is going to happen Mm. in other words from the command to restore and build jerusalem okay so that was in the time of the persian kings okay because he made a command okay we're gonna have to rebuild jerusalem okay so that's the that, that's the beginning of the first year, okay. When Persian king decreed, okay, we're going to rebuild that city. We're going to rebuild, and that's what happened. If you read Nehemiah right, and Ezra, right, yep, the, the books yep. of Nehemiah and Ezra, they go over the rebuilding of that city. Right, right exactly. but it wasn't from then. It was from the decree that went out. About, okay, from the Persian king. So what Daniel's is saying is, this is the beginning of the four hundred ninety years from the beginning of the Persian king all the way. That's when that's the start of the 490 years or the 77s. So he's e- explaining exactly when the start is. This is why it, it fits into the timeline perfectly. That's 400 plus BC. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the, the New Testament era. 70 AD is when it ends, when the abomination that causes desolation came around. Mm. And that's exactly when Jesus came right. with the holy angels. And right. rescue the city that's described in Zechariah 14. Fits perfectly into the timeline and everything else. No problem. So, do you think there were scholars or people that were looking for that? Oh, yeah. I think that everyone at the time, they were kind of expecting because right. they looked at this scripture. Right. They understood what, the, what Daniel was saying there. Mm-hmm. And that's why everyone was kind of expecting the Christ to come. Okay. Because it was a, they knew how many years they had. And so they figured it out. And that's why when Herod rolled around, he's like, Oh, you know, they were all kind of anticipating right. the, the Messiah to come in right. a certain time period because of what Daniel's prophecy was saying. Okay, okay. So they were right, and and, and this is why they didn't, unfortunately, be, this is before Satan started mucking up the timeline that, like right. we do now. But see, they knew how many years had transpired, and so they right. were expecting, okay, now we're getting close to the time. That, that the Christ is supposed to show up. And so they knew right yeah. away in, in the first century, and that's why... Well, and that's yeah. like um, after Jesus was born, and Simon looking forward to the see, meeting the Christ child before he died. Right, right. And and so, and so there was a lot of people that were expecting this, and they, they were kind of... They, because everyone else saw the same thing we were, were seeing. Right, right, a four, right. They, they, they did the math and go, oh, wait a minute, 490 years. Okay, we're getting close now. Okay. And so they just had a countdown of how long that was. And then they, they got there. So Okay, that makes sense. And let's go ahead and read verse 26. Okay. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood till the end of the war. Desolations are determined. Okay, so here he's just talking about the abomination started talking about the abomination that causes desolation, okay. which is talked about, uh, and, and we're going to go over the scripture in, in in Matthew chapter twenty four, where Jesus actually references this event right. that Daniel was talking about here, right, in the New Testament. Wow. That's how you know it's the same event. So that's how you know that it's it's so easy. It's like all you do is go, okay, Jesus claimed mm-hmm. 
that this was what Daniel was talking about. And so he even, even Jesus references Daniel. Says, mm. hey, just go read Daniel's book over there. <laughs> and you'll see what I'm talking about here when it comes to all this stuff. I love that. I love how there's verification and, you know, So there, there's no doubt in your mind right, right. that Jesus is referencing his second coming and the destruction of the temple and the destruction of Jerusalem all is the abomination of desolation. Okay. Essentially, right. there's no doubt that it's talking about that. Okay. So let's go ahead and continue to read here. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many of one week, but in the middle of the week he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of an abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, it poured out on the desolate. Here he's just saying... In one week, there'll be basically a end to sacrifice, which is what we know of the destruction of, of the temple. They're going to put an end to, end to, they're going to end all the sacrifices in. So that week was a year. Well, yeah, that week was seven days, seven years. Uh, seven years. Yeah, okay. which is basically the, 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 the seven year tribulation okay. period okay. also that would fit sense. right in there. Okay. That's why he talks about the last week, because that's when the tribulation is going on, and also that's when okay. the destruction of the temple is going on at the same time. Right. So there's like a lot of stuff going on wow. in that one week. It's like crazy week. Wow. Okay, or crazy well, like, seven years. Kind of like uh, the week that Jesus was crucified. That was kind of crazy. Right, right. Too. There's time periods. That's why I say that's mm -hmm. the most, probably the most turbulent time period in human history when it comes to all these things because it wasn't just the temple getting destroyed but right. it was all the persecution of the church and the saints getting beheaded and it was right. it, it was, was just of yeah chaos. it was a chaotic time <laughs> that was going on during this time but he uses a the phrase there the the, the abominations that sh shall shall be make they make desolate so that right there's no doubt that's is exactly what mm -hmm. Jesus is talking about the abomination of desolation and so this is will be the end of exactly that 70 weeks, mm -hmm. 490 years. It wow. makes that to a T. This, this is why I'm saying, but see, most other of these preachers out there, mm -hmm. they have to put in phantom years in order to get this to work according to their theology. Because what they say is, no, no, we're still, the last week of this hasn't happened yet. And so we're waiting for that last week, 2,000 years. Because they want it to happen in their time frame, their and but see what frustrates me about this theology mm -hmm. is it wasn't he says seventy weeks are determined four hundred and ninety years are going to be it that there's going to be end of, but see if that doesn't fit into your theology or doesn't fit right. into your way of thinking right. then you're going to figure out a way to twist that scripture around to get it to say whatever you want well and that there's no definite acknowledgement of it happening in our time frame and I think that's what happens is these ministers and people wanted to include us as being in that scenario and that's not what we're supposed to do with scripture make it fit to where we are included we got to work it to where we're involved in all of this that doesn't mean that um this is happening and we are to take place in it or in our time frame and i think that's really what it is is like we can't be so self-consumed with this time period being for us to be partakers in you know if it was meant for us it would work out but to have to work it out with adding or stretching it out so that it'll fit that time frame. It just, we got to be accurate to the word and to the truth of God's word. I don't like to make excuses for the word of God. Right. And what happens is so many preachers out there, because whatever they believe in, it doesn't quite mm. fit right. They have to try to make it fit. Right. And so what they do is they take these, these scriptures and they go, okay, well, here's what happened. You got to the 69 weeks mm. and then there was a gap. 
And that's what mm. they use. They use these gap theories to say there's a gap of time in between mm. from the 69th week to the 70th week, and that's where we're in right now. Well, the way I'm looking at it is he says 70 weeks. He didn't right. mean 70 weeks plus a gap. No, he says 70 weeks is determined. So I'm looking at it as there's, it's, he's determined that this is going to be the 70 weeks. 490 years in total. Right. And this is the most consistent way of looking at these scriptures. Not like trying to fit it in somehow and like get it to fit the way you want it to believe. This is what <laughs> it's saying here very clearly. And it's, it's saying an abomination, desolation, and then exactly as... Right. See, Daniel, believe it or not, and I'm going to go over this in another show. Mm. Daniel gives you a history of exactly how many years there's left in human history. Wow. To the very end in his book. He tells you all the way... How many years? 490 years to the abomination that causes desolation. And then in the last chapter of Daniel, mm -hmm. Daniel chapter 12, he tells you how much longer it is until the end of time. He gives, or and I shouldn't say the end of time because right, right. time will never end. Right. But the, the great white throne judgment. The Holy Spirit inspired him to write this to give us an understanding of what to expect. Yeah, because... Essentially, Daniel 12 goes, and from the time of the abomination, so he starts off there mm. and goes, there's going to be this much amount of time. So we know exactly how much time is left. Yeah, Daniel gives, gives you exactly yeah. how many years are left in human history. Isn't that just like God, though? I mean, I don't know about you, but it seems like I know my dad was really a staunch with time frames and, you know, learning and knowing things. And I, it's amazing that God would give us an accurate time allotment of what to expect he did it throughout the old testament he gave them time periods and whatnot and i really believe that's his way of loving us through what we're having to endure well god loves to give out timelines yeah matter of fact i am going to give a show on it he has done it every single major yeah. event yeah. in human history mattered at all god has given timelines in the word of god and mm -hmm. I, I've, I've even made a list of all the timelines wow. there's tons of them uh -huh. he's even given us a timeline to the end that's the reason why satan has worked and spent Tirelessly. fortune to mess up the timeline because he knows that he when his days are, are gonna end but he doesn't want us to know well, when the end's gonna confusing be using us so that we aren't trying to decipher what and when it's going to half finish. my job is trying to reverse right. engineer <laughs> All of what Satan has destroyed. Because he's adding in a bunch of years, subtracting uh -huh. a bunch of years. I will go over all this in their shows. Well, because Satan, he's trying to make it to where no one can be any wiser than what he, you know, he's got all the cards. He doesn't want to give us any clues, but God has given us clues. And like you say, he gave 490 years here. Uh -huh. Exactly on from the time the decree went out right. to the abomination of causes desolation in the temple. Mm -hmm. 490 years exactly. And then he goes from there in Daniel 12, and he goes until the end of time, till the judgment judgment mm -hmm. day, till we're going to receive our great reward. And this is the reason why Satan has done worked hard, destroyed the timeline, right. added in a bunch of years, subtracted a bunch of years, right. so we don't know what year we're living in. Because if we knew what year we were living in, we could do the math and figure out, okay, we have this just much like year left, did. we just got to hold out. Right, just like they did when they were... Mapping out when the Christ child was going to be. Right. They knew the Christ was going to come right. based on how many years was left to Daniel. And Daniel did the same thing for us, except mm -hmm. for Satan has been busy working after his release wow. to screw all that up. And so there's no other reason why he would want to mess up the timeline, except for it's given how long he has right. left. But God has made a way. And like everything, he's always made it to where he will guide and get us to the accurate 
and the precise timing of what and when it's going to take place. We'll, we'll have clues. We have an idea. I think I have an idea of how much longer we got left. I'll talk, I'll talk about that on another show. Another show. But in the meantime, I don't want to get, want to get off track here. Right. Because here we got Daniel in his 70 weeks, mm-hmm. very clear, right. 490 years from the time the decree went out mm-hmm. of the rebuilding of Jerusalem to the time of the abomination that causes desolation in the right, temple, right. 490 years exactly. Okay. Okay. This is what, what that, that this, this scripture is very clear. Right. And at that 490 years, that's when there's no going to be no longer any sin right. in, this, in, in, in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. End of sin, everlasting righteousness. How many different ways can he see the same thing? <laughs> All right. He says no more sin in that city right. four different ways. How many more ways can he see the same thing? <laughs> that's the reason why most of these Bible preachers are in denial that this has already been fulfilled because they know they look at Jerusalem today and they're like, well, that hasn't yeah. happened yet. So we know it's, right. it's, it's, oh, it must not have been fulfilled yet. But what we're saying is, is no, this is already fulfilled, fulfilled right. but it's not, they're looking at the wrong city. Right. They got to stop looking at the theme park Jerusalem and, mm-hmm. and start looking at the real Jerusalem, which is in a different location, probably where we can't get to well, because we're not, we're not 100% righteous and we'll corrupt it the moment we walk in the door. Well, but the thing is, is, it was removed after the saints and Christ had landed on the Mount of Olives. Well, that's a place for them to live. Right. Okay. Remember, they were the first resurrected. They needed a place to live, too. Right. So this is their home base. Mm-hmm. And this kind of explains what happens in Revelation chapter 20 mm-hmm. when you have the armies coming up against the camp of the saints right. and the beloved Gog city. And Gog and Magog. Gag, the Gog-Magog war. Mm-hmm. Where, what city is that? That's the Jerusalem that they're staying in. Okay. Yeah, they're staying there. All right, now let's move on here to just Jesus talking about in Matthew chapter 24, right. talking about Daniel's prophecy. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and read a little bit of Matthew chapter 24. Let's start with verse 15. There. Okay, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him mis- let him understand then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Okay, let's stop there for a moment because here he's referencing Daniel's prophecy here. The abomination that causes desolation. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is talking about, okay, now when you see this happening, right. you, gotta, you, you in Judea, you got to flee to the mountains. Mm. This is going to be bad. So he's warning all his believers, you know, people that trust in him and believe his word, that when this happens, when you see this going to happen, and this did happen, you know, in that generation, right. that you gotta you gotta run for the hills. Right. Don't just don't be looking back. Don't be sticking around the town. Uh-huh. It's gonna be utterly destroyed. Almost. Wow. I mean, we know how it, it it turns out in Zechariah right. that he ends up having to rescue just a fragment of the people left in, in the city. By the time it's all le- all said and done. Those who didn't get out. And yeah, and the people, a lot of people just ignored Christ's word and, of course, were destroyed and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just go ahead and keep reading there. Okay. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back and get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. Okay, so he's just saying that I hope that, you know, all these things don't happen. Mm. You know, when he goes, when you see that happen, don't even go back home. Right, right, right. Just run for the hills. Right. See, he's trying to say there's an escape route for people. Mm. When they see the armies coming, 
don't don't even go back to home. Just run for the hills. Just okay. don't even think about it. You got to get out of there fast. Because if wow. you don't, you're you're going to be dead. This is basically what he's saying here. Okay, okay go ahead. All right. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world, and this time n- no, nor ever shall be. Okay, so he's talking about the great tribulation as well. Right. And we know that the great tribulation is really on the saints of God, on the holy people. Mm-hmm. And so he's this is what he's warning, because this situation is happening at the same time as the Great Tribulation, which is a worldwide persecution of the church. Right. I mean, there's just so many things going on in this in this right. time period. It boggles your mind. There was all this happening all at once. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Okay, so he's trying to say that if it wasn't for the elect, everybody would be destroyed. The godly end up saving that town from utter destruction. But we know that there was only a remnant left at the end, according according to Zechariah. So it was almost complete disaster for that Mm. town until Jesus came back at the last little bit to rescue just the (laughs) the few people that were left. After the temple had all been wiped out, the abomination caused desolation happened. Everything happened during that mm-hmm. during that time, and it was it, it was all gone. And if anyone says to you, "Look, here is the Christ," or "There," do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See if I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if there they say to you, "Look, he is in the in he is in the desert," do not go out. Look, he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Okay, so he's trying to talk about his second coming during this time frame. That this will be near the time that he does return. Just as Zechariah stated, Jesus is stating the same thing. Don't worry about, oh, he's going over. No, you'll you'll know exactly when he comes. You don't have to worry about when I'm going to return back. It'll be... You, you're not going to miss it. Let me explain it that way. <laughs> See, this is where people get things mixed up because they don't think that Christ's return has happened. They think, oh, maybe the abomination causes desolation happened, but not his return. And this is what we're saying is, no, he stated yeah, right it here all happened at the same time. that it all happened in the same time period. Right. This is what we're looking at. Christ's return right there along the same same time period as what Zechariah states and, again, what Daniel stated here. Well, that's really good, though, because that's confirmation. But Jesus saying this and the Daniel saying it's it's basically redundantness of God's word being accurate and and basically both confirming the truth. You know, Jesus is talking here in Matthew explains no, just look at what Daniel's saying here about this. Right. This is this is a time period I'm coming back. This is what he said. When the abomination of causes desolation, this is when you when you're looking for me to come back. Right around this time period. Of course he says no in other places no one will know the day or the hour. Right. But essentially when you see this happening, this is when you know I'm, I'm going to return. So he's given people at least a hint. He even says this generation, but then he's a little bit more specific and said, you know, I did, uh, uh, with this as well, and says, if you see all these all these signs, don't go after them. That's, those aren't ro- proper signns like, right. oh, go out here, or he's already come back. No, he didn't come back because you're not going to miss him. He's going to come in the cl- every eye will see him. And this is what he was trying to say because we know from other passages, every eye is going to see his return. Right. You're not going to somehow miss him. Oh, you got to go out in the desert to go see him. No. Right. He's explaining here, don't go do that. Don't right. go out where 
you'll you'll get to see my return when I come. There'll be no mistake. Yeah, because we know from other places they've talked right. about that. No, every eye is going to see his mm-hmm. return. You're not going to somehow miss it. Just don't worry about that. You're going to see his return. It'll come back in the clouds, and then he'll set foot on in Mount Zion, because and then this he'll is start a very his important thing. People were expecting this to happen. So the fact that he's saying, you know, there's going to be different accounts of people saying that I'm here or there or whatever, just don't be fooled. Right. And that's what we have to do. We just have to just understand Christ had a time period exactly when he was going to come back. Right. He gave that time period. We haven't even had a show on that. I think the fourth show, Uh second coming of Christ already happened. He explained one generation, which is 40 years. Right. So within 40 year time span. And then, of course... He, he was going to happen. Now, here he clarifies a little bit more. These are the signs of where I'm, when I'm going to come. This right. is what you got to look for. Right. When the abomination of causes desolation happens, then right. I'm com- coming back real quick. So he even specifically says here and gives a little bit more detail on when his return is going to be. Right. Okay. So let's go ahead and skip down here to just 29. Uh, 28 and go, okay, and go from there. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavenly will be shaken. So he's talking about the tribulation that's yeah. of, of the saints, which what happened was happening at the same time that John was writing his letter to the seven churches in, in Asia in Revelation. So he's what does he say here? He says, right after, immediately, immediately after. In other words, it's not no going to be like, oh, I'm going to delay 2,000 years. Uh-huh. No, he's saying immediately after this tribulation period. Forthwith. <laughs> okay. I don't know how much more clear it could possibly be. Right. He says immediately after the tribulation, right. all these things are going to happen. Right. So it's really sad that, do we think so highly of ourselves that it has to include us? I think that's that would be nice that it included us, but we could be, um, if we're not this wasn't for us. We can take ourselves out of the equation and reconcile that, that that's okay. We don't have to partake in everything that is described in the Bible. The this, this thought is, if, if we put ourselves in this scenario that we have to fit in this, this equation, then we're making God and his son Jesus to not be accurate, to be liars, to be not believable. Well, and that's why I'm trying to avoid yeah. Because so many people, they want to try to make excuses for the Word of God because it doesn't fit into their theology. It doesn't fit into their mm-hmm. belief system. And so they essentially what they do is they have to make God, make Jesus' words into kind of like, they have to twist them around <laughs> to make it fit what they want and, it to know, say. It's, and it's like, there's no need for that. No. It's and So it's like, you know, when little kids try to do a puzzle, you know, it's like, uh, we have a couple of kids who say, well, we'll just make it fit. Well, we aren't. That's not how God God's word works. He doesn't want us to make it fit into our equation or how we want it to work out. No, it has to work out the way it's spoken, the way Jesus said it was, because that's the way God's plan is. And I think if we can accept that that was his plan, that this already took place, and have peace about it, because that's really what he does. He gives us peace and understanding about his word. And I think when we get there, we're mature enough to see, okay, this isn't for us. This already took place. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm accepting God's purpose and plan that was established, and I'm going to just wait and trust for whatever else he has for us. Yep, like you said, immediately after those days, 
I mean, I don't know what immediately means to you, <laughs> but the way I look at immediately is that, and that's exactly what the way Zachariah describes it exactly that yeah. way. That in the middle of the fact that they're destroying the city, right? And there's only a remnant left in that city, right? Is when the return of Christ. In other words, immediately after that tribulation, mm. this is exactly confirms exactly what Zachariah states. Right. Of course, you'll see what happens. The tribulation is going to mean, oh, you, I hope it doesn't happen on the Sabbath day. You know, and I hope you're not a nursing mother in those right, days and whatnot. Right. He gives you these an understanding of what people are going to be going through at that time. Right. And, of course, there's a lot of Jewish people around during that day and age. And so Sabbath day would have been like a mess if it would have happened on that day. Right. Apparently it didn't. Right. I don't know if it did or not. But this is why he's explaining here immediately after, then that's what I'm going to return. And mm. what we're saying is on the show is that, yeah, this has already been fulfilled. And now we're beyond that time now. Right. He already reigned for a thousand years, judged all the nations, mm -hmm. and they were under his feet for a while and everything else. And then, of course, now we're living in the day and age after the thousand-year reign of Christ, which is called the age of deception or Satan's Eight little, little season. season. So, and I know that there, these scriptures are kind of hard to kind of understand because you wanted to make sure you were correctly interpreting the scriptures without having a bias. And I think if you can get that understanding from both these passages, then you're saying, okay, then this is what God's word says. I can accept. I cannot have any preconceived notions, and I can just be at peace about what has already happened and taken place. It seems pretty evident to me yeah. that this, all these events have already taken place. Right. This is why I really don't even feel, feel like it's a waste of time to really go over all this no. and spend your time doing it. But because so many Christians out there are yeah. so deceived... I have to spend time on this to show you. No, see, look at what he's how he's describing the t day and age he's living in. There. But see, you know, that's a, that's great because I really was not aware of all this, and so I learned something. And this this whole process of these shows is to encourage, to teach, to encourage you to read this for yourselves, to pray about it, even fast over it, but to allow the word of God to speak clearly to your heart. And that's really what this is about. On important events. Yes. Like these. Christ always gives us a timeline. He never, ever, I, I can go over a thing all the times in the Bible mm -hmm. that God and Christ has given exactly, okay, this is how long it'll be. Because he doesn't just let us guess uh -huh. <laughs> on important things. The important things, he gives us a timeline because he doesn't want us to lose hope. Amen. And so many people, though... They're under this impression that, oh, well, Jesus could come at any moment or whatever. Uh -huh. And he, there's no timeline. Get, no, he's given a general timeline right. on all these major events, including, and I'm going to get to this, the end. Right. He is, unfortunately, what Satan has done yep. is he's made sure to try to mess all that that's up. Right. That's so we right. can't figure out when the end is. So that's been most of my work has been to try right. to figure out, okay, well, wait a minute. He's given us the amount of years we have left. Uh -huh. But now we got to figure out what year we're in right. because Satan has really messed that up <laughs> right, because yes. Satan knows right. how many years he's got left. Right. And because it's been revealed in the word. And I think right. Satan knows this. But, you know, that's the beauty and loving compassion that God has for his people, his followers, his children who love him. He will give us the clues and the information we need to be prepared for what's next. We're living in Satan's little season, not only because it's biblical but because it just makes sense. 
Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org. This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Little Season production.